Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Good afternoon and welcome to Episode 3 of Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and it is an honor to be here with you again today. You know, each week I'd like to tell you a little bit more about myself. And last week when the show was over, I was contacted by one of the listeners, and she indicated to me that many people in the listening reach of this radio station live in a veteran community. And she asked me to talk a little bit more about my military background. So I'm going to talk about that today. So I served in the United States Army for 20 years, two months, and two weeks. And why that is really important to me is because it's generational. My father, my grandfather, and my son and I all have the same name, Paul V. McCullough. And my father, grandfather, and I all joined the Army at the age of 17. And I'm hopeful that my young man is going to follow in my footsteps. So I had the opportunity to retire as lieutenant colonel about two years ago. And since doing so, I've been able to join a couple of additional organizations that are focused on my military service and my capacity as a veteran. One of those is called the Travis Mannion Foundation, and you're going to hear more about that from both of my guests today. And another is called the Colonel's Leadership Council, and you're going to hear about that one from my second guest today. So for those of you that may just be joining the program for the first time, I want to give you a brief overview of why it's so important to me and why we're doing this program. It is a show focused on encouraging people to become servant leaders. Our country has many, many problems today, and that includes people being able to put a hot meal on the table. How are you going to pay your rent? What are you going to do for a job? And the list goes on and on. Serving Our Nation is meant to offer hope and encouragement to listeners because many people think, well, I'm having such a hard time with my circumstances. I don't really have the opportunity to focus on things like serving other people or giving portion of my money, a tithe or whatever you feel comfortable with. So the point of the show is to have two guests each week that are focused on servant leadership. And through their stories and their experiences, you can see that when you focus on serving other people as a servant leader, blessings will follow. I truly believe that serving is for everyone. You can serve in your faith group. You can serve within your community. You can serve in the military. You can serve where you're at is business. And you can also start with something as simple as serving your family. The pastor at my church said that everyone is a minister, regardless of your faith background, regardless of how well you might know the Bible or any other text. I truly believe that we are all given special gifts by God, and we are required to use those special gifts to serve others. So when we see a need, we need to get engaged and fill that need. And today, I'm blessed to have two great examples of servant leaders join the program today. One of them is Mr. Jimmy White. Jimmy is a veteran. Now, Jimmy was in the Navy. I won't hold that against him, but he is a veteran. (laughs) Jimmy is also a minister, as I am, and Jimmy is also a well-known speaker for the Travis Mannion Foundation. My second guest is Colonel Retired Dean DeCibio. 
Dean is a veteran of My Beloved Army. He is also a speaker for the Travis Mannion Foundation, and he's the founder of the Colonel's Leadership Council. So when we come back from the break, I will be joined by Mr. Jimmy White. So stay with us. Looking forward to that conversation. Beautiful night. Look at the stars. They're amazing. Did you know 20% of stars have planets orbiting them capable of sustaining life? How did you know that? You must spend a ton of time reading. Not at all. I use Blinkist. Blinkist? Yeah, it's an app that takes key insights from over 4,000 nonfiction bestsellers and gathers them into 15-minute blinks for you to read or listen to. With Blinkist, you can learn the main points of an entire book in just 15 minutes, as opposed to days or weeks. What kind of books? Nonfiction books in over 27 categories, from personal development to history, management, investing, philosophy, and more. Books like A Beautiful Mind, The 4-Hour Workweek, Freakonomics, and Sapiens. Blinkist makes it easy to learn about pretty much anything. <laughs> like the stars? <laughs> Even the stars. <laughs> right now, radio listeners get 25% off plus one free week when you go to Blinkist.com slash grow. To get this special offer, go to Blinkist.com slash grow. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash G-R-O-W. Switch to T-Mobile for Business and get up to 90 days of service free via virtual rebate on your business plan. You get a great deal, the largest 5G network, and first-class benefits like Microsoft 365 on us. It's better for business and only with T-Mobile for Business. Limited time offer. Stop in store for details. Plus taxes and fees for some plans. Virtual Express MasterCard within eight weeks of receipt of valid submission. Complete port within 60 days. See T-Mobile.com for 5G devices coverage and plan details. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers built for business and powered by Intel Core processors. Plus enjoy special pricing on Dell docks, monitors, servers, and more. All with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Again, that's 877-ASK-DELL. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. To keep surfaces sanitized all day, use Microband 24 Sanitizing Spray. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Once dry, Microband 24 Sanitizing Spray is effective for 24 hours on bacteria when used as directed. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and today I'm happy to be joined by Mr. Jimmy White. Jimmy, are you with us today? Jimmy, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I'm here. Jimmy, it is so great to have you on. I'm so thankful that you're able to take the time out of your schedule to do this today. Anytime, you know, anytime I can do anything with my good brother, uh, I'm always excited for it, especially on the topic of service that we're talking about. So I'd love it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jimmy. So listen, Jimmy, you and I first met uh, quite a while ago when I did my first talk 
on the Travis Mannion Foundation with you. You kind of broke me into that. So for our listeners that are not familiar with the Travis Mannion Foundation, would you mind just giving a bit of backstory and what that is and why that's important? Sure, definitely. Um, so first of all, Travis was a local service member from Doylestown who ultimately paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country and, and passed away in times of war. Um, his family, in response to that, started the Travis Mannion Foundation as a veteran service organization really geared towards empowering the future leaders of our nation by allowing our veterans to speak to them about character and leadership development. So uh, I'm so thankful to be part of the organization, be part of this what we like to call the Spartan community, doing great things in community, but also um, building this bond between veterans and veterans. So me and you got the opportunity to do what I like to call a tag team presentation where we got to get in front of youth and explain to them the character and leadership that we learned through our life of ministry, our life of service, our life um, as fathers, and hopefully relay that to them so they can learn things from us. You know, it's always better to learn than to have those difficult learning experiences on your own. So it's always great when we can pass on that knowledge. Jimmy, absolutely. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that really compelled me to join the Travis Mannion Foundation was two of its taglines, right? So Travis, as you know, always would say, if not me, then who? All right. And that became part of the mantra of the Travis Mannion Foundation. And then as you and I give presentations at various locations, we're always talking about this idea of character does matter. So I'm really curious, you know, you and I are both ministers. What's your perspective on this idea of character does matter? And if not me, then who? It's interesting, you know, because as ministers, we can go back and we can look at the Gospels. And we can see where this theme of if not me, then who resonates throughout the Old Testament and even throughout the New Testament. Amen. Where, you know, it's this calling in our lives. And are we ready to answer that call? And when we answer the call, what are we going to do into response to it? So you can think of Isaiah, and, you know, when Isaiah was commissioned as a prophet, you know, it was like, yes, Lord, I'm here, I'm available, I'm ready to do your work. Or even if you want to go back to Samuel, and, you know, and Samuel's being called by uh, the Lord and, and turn around and say, here I am, I'm available. So when we think of this mantra, uh, if not me, then who, it's this, really this calling in your life that when something is really touching your heart and really touching your mind, Will I step up out of my comfort zone? Will I step up, step up and be the one and raise my hand and say, I will volunteer, I will be a part of this? You know, that call of service that me and you had when we joined the military to begin with, you know, to honor and serve our country. And now we can continue that on as veterans and as um, men of the cloth out here spreading love and um, servitude in our communities. Jimmy, amen. When you talk about answering the call, that resonates so much with me. Uh, at our church, we've been going through a Bible reading plan since the beginning of the year, and we just finished with Deuteronomy. And as you know, Moses is one of the key figures in the book uh -huh. of Deuteronomy. But when God called him, he was saying to himself, God, like I don't have the skill set for this. I can barely talk. So who am I to lead your people out of bondage? And God said, no, you are my chosen person. You are called, and you, I'm going to give you gifts. And I think that's the real point of the show is that regardless of what we think our shortcomings might be, every single one of us has a call. We have giftings, and we need to use those giftings to serve other people in whatever way that we can. I, I totally agree. I, I love the way 
that you put it in Moses is a perfect example of that and the tools that God eventually gave him in the in think about this, the community that he surrounded him around to be able to do that, where he gave him Aaron to be able to go out there and speak and to support him, where he gave him the staff so he can go up to Pharaoh and, and, and be emboldened to confront him. You know, I, I just gave a sermon uh, last week, and, and I entitled it, um, This Good Faith That You Have Has to Equate to Good Works, and that good works will always lead to good trouble. <laughs> Moses is a perfect example of that, where he had this faith in God, um, God bestowed on him this mission. He went out and did these good works. And because of that good work, what happened? He got into a lot of good trouble <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the nation and the tribe of Israel. So it's, uh, it's amazing how God will set you up for success and allow your faith to be echoed by the, um, the tools that he gives you to fulfill them. I love that. Amen. And, you know, just one more comment on what you said there, the idea of good trouble. There are so many times that we think that we're being called in to do something, and we hesitate because we think, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I want to get into that. That can, might cause me a little problems. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Oh, my goodness. And we really just need to be bold and step out and show people that character does matter and that God has given us the gifts to be able to step out in boldness. I, I love your comment there, Jimmy. I, I, and the best part about it is that we get to – kind of marry these different worlds, right? We get to marry our ministry with our community service, with our veteran community, um, with the things that we do as husbands and fathers, where this single tone of maintaining your character throughout every facet of your life can continue to carry on. So it's one of the things that I always admired about you. I think it's one of the things that resonated while we're, we're good friends. And um, something that we want to continue to spread to our young people. We want our young people to know that character is not just what you do in the light of day. It's also what you do in the dark where the lights are off. You know, that character needs to resonate all throughout your life in all phases so that you continue to be the strong, bold person that Christ has you to be, but also our nation needs you to be. Amen. So, Jimmy, one last question about Travis Mannion. How has it blessed you? I mean, you have done so much work, and you've been recognized and given awards by Travis Mannion. How has that blessed you, being a part of TMF? Yeah, it, it's interesting. I read um, the story of Travis and his best friend, Brandon Luding's life, and I got to this section of the book where it said, If Not Me, Then Who? And it unbelievably resonated with me. It was like my life mantra finally put into words. And it, it just really fueled me to take that leap of faith to not just be in the background. One of the things I like to say all the time is that, you know, for a long time I was in the background and I wasn't part of the solution. And what people don't understand is inaction means that you're still part of the problem. So I no longer wanted to be part of the problem. I wanted to be part of the solution. And I wanted to connect with a community. You know, when we left, uh, for me personally, when I left the military, I was a Samariner. So we were, we had this deep sense of excellence and superiority. And, you know, my submarine was actually part of Shocking All in 2003. So we, we carried this badge of honor and glory around with us. But when I got out in 2006, you know, I couldn't find that in the civilian community. I couldn't find that in my corporate position. I couldn't really find that um, at home. And when I joined the Travis Manning Foundation, I began to see that in my fellow veterans where they had this commitment to excellence, not just to their job, 
but also to their service to their community. And that kind of just fueled me to continue to go forth and branch out and see these opportunities. So it, it really set me up on this path to continue service, not just um, in my community, but hopefully also nationally by supporting youth and also being an advocate for veterans across the nation. Jimmy, that is awesome. I love that story. And you mentioned that you know you marry up your ministry with your work as a veteran. So I'm curious, how and when did you become a minister? What was that journey like for you? It's interesting. I probably was not the most ideal candidate. You know, when you think of the conversion of Paul to Saul, I might have been somewhere close to that, where I wasn't really a religious person. You know, I, I always sought God and I sought favor, and, and I, I was taught as a young person to pray, but it just wasn't a major part of my identity until um, I married this beautiful, amazing, and outstanding uh, woman, my wife, Teresa, and, you know, through my affiliation with her family church, the Prophetic Church of Christ, I really began to feel this love and this connection and, and really understand what God's love felt like. Like, it's one of those churches when you walk into the church, you just feel the warmth and the heat could be completely off. Um, and um, I really just wanted to help. So, you know, I would try to help clean up around the church. I would help to do some maintenance stuff around the church. You know, really being a servant leader in the church, and I became a trustee. And I was like, you know what? I'll just help the pastor. I'll just be whatever he needs me to do. Who I also happened to be my father-in-law um, and, and a veteran. And one day he came to me and he said, "Look, um, I think you're called for more than this." And, and I prayed, and uh, the Lord led me to become a minister and to also be the president of our youth department. And um, I haven't looked back since, so I, I'm looking for every opportunity that God can use me, uh, further um, his word and his message, and continue to be a tool and a servant for Christ. Jimmy, that is an incredible journey. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I wonder if you have a most memorable moment from your time so far as a minister of where you have really seen the power and the blessings of God present. Definitely. Um, I, I can remember uh, running a youth convention in Reading, Pennsylvania, and um, with with a lot of young people from a lot of different areas, young people that hadn't known Christ and, and hadn't heard the gospel and, 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 and just were, um, you know, we, the Bible sometimes says, you know, these ignorant people, but not ignorant in, in the sense of that they are um, – they're ignorant to the, to the word, more ignorant, they just don't know. They haven't been informed. And I remember seeing this spark in young people um, during one of the messages where they began to turn their life over to Christ. And when you can see that, um, you know, um, that fiery tongue fall down on young people and for them to begin to have a passion for Christ, that fuels me every single day see that you know that's what i want for my children that's what i want for um young children that are connected with me and, and you know what it was really a, a blessing to see that spread from generation to generation but jimmy you mentioned your children so I, I, that is one of the things i want to talk to you about can you briefly tell us how long you're married you talked about how your wife was kind of an inspiration for you but how long have you married how many kids do you have and kind of like what's your perspective on your responsibility as a husband and how you set an example for your kids yeah, I, I, that's a great question. So I've been married for uh, 15 years. It'll be 16 uh, this year. Um, and again, to my amazing, wonderful, uh, deeply compassionate and um, 
that has who has the patience of Job <laughs> because <laughs> it, it wasn't um, I wasn't always saved and I wasn't saved at the beginning of our our marriage. Um, but really, uh, fatherhood opened up this um, this idea that what I did mattered. Yes. You know, where I realized that a young person was looking at me on a day to day basis for an example, as yes. a role model, as someone that seeks guidance, and, and even more so, seek love, yes. you know, and to be able to share the fact man to man, because I, I have three boys, um, man to man, and say, I love you and I care about you. Those just weren't words that were spoken in my house or in my community. Um, but through my faith and through the nurturing of my wife and my pastor, um, I began to be able to express that openly, and I love seeing my young, my sons do that as well. My oldest is uh, 14 now, which I can't believe, but he's um, an amazing young man, super proud of him. He's actually James White the fifth, and if he doesn't have a sixth, he gets disowned. Um, <laughs> my, my middle is 12. I know you understand that. Which Absolutely. The fourth as well, so you, so you understand that completely. 100%. And, um, yeah. My middle son is uh, Joseph, 12, and the baby is uh, Jack-Jack. He'll be uh, two years old uh, pretty soon. And, um, you know, what I tell people is this. My sons are better ambassadors of character than me. They do things on a day-to-day basis that shows that the things that I say um, and the things that I do, um, they are like a sponge, and they take it on, and they carry it out in their schoolwork, in their community, on the basketball court, in the choir, in the band. Um, they're just unbelievable ba- ambassadors of character. And, Jimmy, I, I would think that you'd agree. You know, you and I are involved in a lot of different things, but something that is so critical to me is making time each week, being very intentional to carve out time to take my wife on a date each week and to spend time dedicated with each of my children each week, just like you said, because they are seeking love and we're on display. So I want to make sure that my kids know that they are a priority in my life. That's awesome. I love that. I, we we have not been able to do the consistent date night. It is going to be one of my many uh, challenges, uh, especially in the, the age of, of COVID. But um, one thing that we do do at our household is that we have a dinner theme for every single night. Wow. So um, Mondays are manja, Italian Mondays. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and anybody that follows me on Instagram knows I always post Taco Tuesday. Uh, Wednesdays are whatever Wednesday. Thursday is Southern Thursday. Friday is Pizza and Wings, and Saturday is Fend for Yourself. But the, the my favorite one, which reflects our menu schedule that we had on the submarine, was um, Sundays are always Surf and Turf. That's so it's great. Always, uh, <laughs> always a steak and a lobster, or, uh, you know, today is lamb chops and shrimp. So we, we always... And we sit around the table and we just talk about our days and we communicate. We always have that family time. No matter how much video game time went on, no matter how much ministry time went on, uh, my wife is a clinical counselor, so she is extremely busy. We always make that time every single day at the dinner table to sit down and talk about our days and show that we appreciate each other. Jimmy, I love that. And we only have about a minute left, so I just want to ask you one last question. I know that you also have a full-time job, and... Really, I wonder how you're able to demonstrate servant leadership in that capacity and show others love in the workplace. Could you just talk about that really quick? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I am the operation manager of the Comcast Technology Center downtown, 
And facilities maintenance, I literally started from the bottom. So I went from being in the Navy, operating a nuclear reactor, to turn around and changing toilet seats and facilities in the suburbs. Um, and I built, really built up my career from the bottom to now that I manage um, as a, a large operation manager. And really what I try to do is I always remember where I came from. Yes. So I never allow anybody on my team to, or I ask anybody on my team to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yes. You know, and when I need to, I'll turn that wrench when they need me to turn that wrench. You know, that's servant leadership. Absolutely. But Jimmy, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It has been an honor and a privilege talking with you, and I'm so glad that we are friends. So uh, when we I, come- I appreciate you so much. I, I love what you do. I love the fact that you have this platform, and I wish you so, so much success. Can't wait till we connect again. Thanks, Jimmy. Listen, when we come Thanks, back bye. from the break, we are going to be joined by Colonel Retired Dean DeSibio. Stay with us. Be back shortly. New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo says he will not resign. Governor Cuomo on a call today says he's content to let the state attorney general's investigation play out. People are free to make allegations, but then we also have a process of due process where people get the facts and then they make the determination. Moments after that call, the state Senate majority leader, a Democrat, called for Cuomo to step down. Democratic leaders say they're confident that they can get the president's $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan Signed into law this week and hope to get those checks out to Americans who need them by the end of the month. The bill goes back to the House for final passage after passing the Senate yesterday. An out-of-control party at Colorado University Boulder. Students flipping cars, setting off fireworks on University Hill. SWAT team sent in. An officer injured. The university now saying it will hold any students involved accountable. Dave Packer, ABC News. News Talk 1400, WOND, South Jersey weather. Happy Sunday, everyone. Hopefully you're having a nice, relaxing weekend. And it is quiet as we finish out this weekend and head into the start of the new work week. Still remaining mostly sunny today. And as we head into the overnight, not a cloud really expected. Mostly clear, lows around 20, so quite a cold start for your Monday morning. Then on Monday, more sunshine, staying quiet, highs in the mid-40s. In the Longport Media Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Alexa Trischler. News Talk 1400 WOND, South Jersey Traffic. Looking at pretty nice conditions on our highways for your Sunday afternoon, but you will see some ongoing construction out there on the White Horse Mike and Ed Carver City down to one lane between Fifth Terrace and Hamburg Avenue. And all of the traffic is moved over to the eastbound lane. So again, one lane in each direction. Also seeing those ongoing closures, Ventnor City, Wellington Avenue, that's blocked with some sewer repairs between Dorset Avenue and Victoria Avenue and Pacific Avenue in Atlantic City. It's blocked through the month between Mississippi Avenue and Missouri Avenue with a Trump Plaza implosion cleanup. We're looking good both ways on the AC Expressway. Parkway also moving along without any delays right now. This traffic report sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with favor mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Jenny Robinson for News Talk 1400 WOND, South Jersey's News Talk leader. When winter 
severe storms threaten South Jersey. Everyone knows that News Talk 1400 WOND is the place to go for all the weather, traffic, and emergency information you need. Be listening for the Broadleys WOND Storm Center and stay ahead of the storm. For over 90 years, Broadleys Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning is who you've trusted when your heat goes out. For emergency service, call 609-390-3907 or visit Broadleys.net today. And keep your radio right where it is. News Talk 1400 WOND. Switch to T-Mobile for business and get up to 90 days of service free via virtual rebate on your business plan. You get a great deal, the largest 5G network, and first-class benefits like Microsoft 365 on us. It's better for business and only with T-Mobile for business. Limited time offer. Stop in-store for details. Plus taxes and fees for some plans. Virtual Express MasterCard within eight weeks of receipt of valid submission. Complete port within 60 days. See T-Mobile.com for 5G devices, coverage, and plan details. Two chocolate chip muffins coming in. Thank you. Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Hey, can someone get that? Like at Claire's Cafe. To satisfy demand for takeout, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. And now, your daily tax, estate, and nursing home planning tip with noted tax attorney David R. Thierman. In an estate, who gets the jewelry? Unfortunately, usually the first relative in the door. To safeguard your jewelry, it is prudent to make a list of your jewelry and place it with your will. To reach David R. Thierman, call 609-653-6003. And make sure to listen to the radio show, It's Your Money, with David R. Thierman and Gene Isley, Saturday mornings at 8, here on News Talk 1400 WOND. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough. A Jacob Media Production. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. And this afternoon, I am joined by Colonel Retired Dean DeSibio. Dean, are you on the line with us today? Dean, are you there? I am. Paul, how are you? Dean, I am very well. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join me here today. Our pleasure. So, Dean, you and I had the opportunity to work together at a Travis Mannion Foundation event uh, probably over a year and a half ago. That was really an instrumental moment for me. It was one of the first presentations that I had done. I had just finished with uh, doing a talk with Jimmy White a week prior to that, and you continued to help me grow and develop in that role as Travis Mannion. I'm curious, what does the motto of if not me, then who? What does that mean to you, Dean? It, uh, the motto certainly resonated with me the second I heard it. It, it really is related to serving others uh, before myself. And uh, it's a very, very powerful motto and a very important one. Dean, I remember when you and I were giving that presentation, you talked a lot about the idea of character does matter and some personal examples in your life 
of why that was so important to you. Can you give our listening audience just a little bit of why that idea of character matters is so important to you and what you do? Absolutely. Um, I strongly feel leadership is so very important in our homes and our work and, and whatever we decide to do from a play perspective. Given that, if leadership is influencing others to do things, obviously we want people who want to influence good. Yes. And the only way we could do that is, is by leading with, a, with high character, um, significant integrity. And, and truly, uh, without character, your ability to lead is, is forever compromised and, and you, could, you only be a flawed leader. Absolutely. Dina, I wonder, how has serving in the Travis Mannion Foundation blessed you? I saw uh, you just did another talk recently. How has TMF really influenced you, blessed you, changed your life in any way? It's done a few things. One is it, it, it's given me the ability to serve you know, a broader audience, uh, the, the opportunity to, to be with the students at St. Joe Prep, along with a, a fellow veteran, did a couple of things. One, it allowed me to, to, to learn about a story of a fellow veteran and, and how he's doing, and then to be able to work with him to be able to share our, our leadership knowledge. Um, the foundation is, is a very special one. One is it, it helps really strengthen veterans and their relationships. Yeah. The other would be able to give back to the community based upon, you know, our leadership experiences and life experiences is invaluable. So it, it really has been an important part of my life since, you know, frankly, we met. Yeah. Well, Dean, one of the things that was also really special to me about uh, when you and I first met, I was looking up your bio and I saw that you're involved in this other organization called the Colonel's Leadership Council. And we got to talk into that and you gave me an opportunity to step into that and join you on your team with that. I, I wonder if you can tell the listeners how and when you founded that organization. Uh, Paul, in, in 2014, I, I retired after serving uh, 30 years on act, you know, and five and a half on active duty. There was rest as a reservist, but I realized that I really, really, one of the things that was critical to me is the, the, the coaching and mentoring of leadership and yes. character and culture, and I didn't want that to stop. I also really love the study of leadership, and so for that, I, I made the decision to, to, to start Women's Leadership Council to do just that, uh, to be able to coach and mentor leadership, but also to be able to, to build a cadre of folks like yourself and other retired military or, or anyone that has led that can really add value to growing, you know, the leadership capabilities in folks' homes, their communities, their states, and in the country. And Dean, I know you have pretty extensive reach with the Colonel's Leadership Council. You've spoken to business leaders, you've spoken to lots of different people in different walks of life. How has that really blessed you and been able to further help you grow and develop? Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I coach and mentor folks, you know, consistently. I learn as much from them as hopefully I'm able to, to support their, their leadership journey. So I really enjoyed the folks that I've met and understanding you know, their journey, and, and I love being able to, to listen and be curious about what they're doing and how I could support them. And the other is I, I've learned so much 
two ways. One is the, the interaction with our clients. The other, though, is it, it really drives you to continue to, to, to learn, to listen to podcasts, to read, yes. and, and to study. And, and it, it, it's, a, it, it's really been a benefit from that perspective because it really is a side passion. You know, on a day-to-day basis, I, you know, I have a day job leading folks, and that's, this really helps me sharpen my skills. Yes, that, that is great. And, Dean, I know that you have written a book in conjunction with your dad as part of the Colonel's Leadership Council, and the focus of the book and much of what we talk about in the Leadership Council is on movies and the lessons that we can learn through the movies. How have people been receptive to that? And now we've pivoted a little bit as well and talked about a focus on books. How has people really responded to looking at leadership from that lens? The neat thing is people love the movies. Yes. And today it doesn't have to be just the movies. It, it could be Netflix series or Amazon series. And and in particular, characters in these movies they love really resonates with them also. And to be able to tie in leadership and the traits that leaders possess or do not using film as a backdrop, folks really have moments of clarity that it, it, it's much easier to, to be able to shine that light to, to provide clarity and, and purpose and the feedback has, has been you know really 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 neat which c- continues to you know to drive our mission that is great do you have a most memorable moment Dean from uh, your work with the Colonel's Leadership Council I've been blessed to, to work with a local high school football team. Okay. And, and totally focused not on performance on the field, but totally on character, culture, and leadership. And I, uh, and I, I would get out and see the games uh, periodically. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I love sports. And I believe this particular game showed such a resiliency of these kids and of their coaches and perseverance. Yes, at the end of of two overtimes, they won. And the joy that I saw in their faces, that they were the the best versions of themselves and as a teammate, um, and and I was just, you know, not even on the sidelines, up in the stands, some of the hugs I got from the kids of overjoy to be able to see that passion and, and Exhilaration was a was certainly a highlight of, of my time uh, working with the organization to date. That 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 is tremendous, Dean. You also mentioned in your comments earlier that you have a full time job. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about what you do and how you serve others in that capacity as a servant leader? You know, I've always felt that that you know service that you, you that you take care of people. And that you really care for people, you understand what makes them tick and their and their story and where they want to go. And if you do that and you do that routinely, that you'll grow great people that will be great teams and, and they'll perform. Yes. And so I've been in the uh, since I left active duty in 1990. I've been in the same industry, the sanitary maintenance industry. The the, the easiest way to describe it is that we keep away from home businesses and organizations clean and healthy. So it's a really, it's a simple block and tackling industry. 
So I, I have led uh, uh, first selling and, and then for many, many years in sales leadership at many, many different levels to include executive levels. So, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, the, the mission of, of what we do, keeping facilities and, and people clean and healthy. The other is I love leading the folks that, that, that are ensuring that that comes to fruition. Dean, I, I love your comment. You talked a lot about putting the people first and what do they need and how do they want to grow and develop. Because I, I understand that sales are important and you need to have revenue to keep an organization thriving and healthy. But I truly believe, and I think I heard you say, that when you put people first, everything else just follows from that. The sales and the revenue will follow from that when you're putting your people first because then they're going to want to go that extra mile for you because you have served them. Absolutely. When we, when we take care of our folks, show them initially that we care, um, they, they truly uh, they don't care how much we know. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a, the quote, they don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. So, right. so we, we need to care for them, and, and, and then what we, we really need to do is, is grow them. Yes, and, and and to and to and to push them to to exceed their perceived talents, and and we start really by that caring and that empathy and that listening and that curiosity of you know where they've been and where they want to go, and and helping them get there. I uh, I believe that when we do that and we focus on the activities that will attain, uh, you know whatever goals we have. And we focus on, on those things versus the, the you know the number, then, then great things will happen. And, and, and then the other is that we're really taking care of not just them, we're also ensuring that they're, they're taking care of each other. Yes, I love that. Dean, I, I know that you're a retired colonel, and I can only imagine that a lot of your heart for leadership and caring for others, that you fostered those leadership skills when you were in our beloved Army. Is that a fair statement? It's a fair statement, but, you know, we learn so many times when, when we fail. Yes. And so I, I can't say that, that I was always there, that I understood how critical that was and that, that it really was about the team and the, the people versus myself. So that's the neat thing about the military. They, 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 they keep uh, giving you opportunity to excel even, even when, you know, sometimes we, we're not as good as we can be. Um, and so, yes, I, I, fortunately, uh, as time and roles and opportunities and, and, and having the chance also to follow many great leaders, you start to, to be able to see what right looks like and, then, and to be able to emulate that with your own style. Yeah. Well, Dean, it's clear that the military influenced your life as it has mine. I, I wonder how that might have carried over to your influence and how you serve within your family. It is you know, truly the most important thing that I have, and that that ensuring that your you know my wife, which I'm blessed of being married 33 years to my wife Missy and our two kids Anthony and Kayla, um, and my sister and parents that that you know that nuclear family and and how important it is to ensure that. And I have real focus to that. Is has been important, and 
by the way, just like I've learned in the military, that was not always easy and or that I always did it well. Right. But but when you learn and, and you grow and, and you develop and, and now at this space in my life you realize how important uh, they are and, and, and that we really are there to serve them and, and to help them grow and help them exceed you know whatever um, expectations they have of themselves and and uh, we're trying to keep that going as as we speak well Dean we've got about a minute left so I want to ask you just one last question if that's okay you know you said that you've been married for 33 years and you've got two kids I, I wonder what words of encouragement or wisdom that you might pass on to people that are newly married or maybe new fathers as they step into that role and they're trying to figure out what their responsibilities are as a husband and as a dad, what what could you offer them today? Really enjoy each day. Yes. Stay in the moment of whatever you're doing with either your children or your, your wife and or with the family and, yes. and cherish those moments. Yes. It will go amazingly fast. And I, and I would then wish for you not to miss any of it. Yeah. Dean, I got to tell you, my son is 17 years old, and he reminds me on a regular basis that he's going to be leaving for college in just a little over a year. And my daughter's not too far behind. She's going to be going into eighth grade in the fall. So I absolutely agree with you. The absolute best thing we can do is enjoy each day and serve our family as best we can. Dean, I want to thank you so very much for being a guest on the program and again, for the opportunity to work with you and Travis Mannion and the Colonel's Leadership Council. You are a true joy and a pleasure to have as a friend. Paul, well, I really enjoyed the day we met and our experiences since and look forward to, to our path forward. Much appreciated, Paul. I love what you're doing. Thank you, Dean. When we come back from the break, we're going to be closing out our show today, having some reflections on what we heard from Jimmy and Dean and how good in the universe comes back to you. Come back to us soon. We'll be right back. There's a better life. There's a better life. You got pain. He's a pain Hi, it's Paul Kelly, president of Longport Media, your total marketing solution for your business. Let us put the power, reach, and frequency of our four big radio stations to work for your business. Radio is America's number one mass medium with 93% of people listening every week. No other medium can boast numbers like that. Now, combine that massive reach, frequency, and audio branding with Longport Media's cutting-edge, hyper-targeted digital marketing assets, and you have the total marketing solution for your business. We can drive home your brand and image to the masses with creative, memorable messaging on our air, and we can drill down and serve your digital ads to exactly the people who are most likely to become customers to your business. How do we know who they are? Reach out to us and we'll show you. I'm proud to say that Longport Media is receiving national recognition for the results that we're getting for our customers locally. Let us grow your business. Reach out to us by going to longportmedia.com. 
Hi, Jim Crane for the Pleasantville Music Shop, the mom-and-pop music store at the Jersey Shore. Do you have some musical instruments in your attic or at your home that you thought about selling but you didn't know what to do with them or how to find out what they were worth? Well, we do consignment here at our store for all things musical, guitars, brass instruments, bass drums, pianos, and keyboards. With our consignment, we make sure to get you top dollar for your instrument. We are at 15 East Black Horse Pike in beautiful Pleasantville. Stop in and see us Monday through Fridays, 10 to 6, Saturdays, 10 to 5. Wear a mask and we will take care of all your musical needs. 83 years of excellence in the music business, 609-641-4600. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at PleasantvilleMusic.com. For all your musical needs, it's Pleasantville Music Shop. Stop in today. South Jersey's News Talk, 1400 WOND. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media production. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. And in our last few minutes together here this afternoon, I want to talk to you about the highlights of what we just heard from two incredible servant leaders. You heard from both of them how they can serve in their workplace. You heard Jimmy talk about how he works at Comcast and Dean talk about his work in sanitary maintenance. So regardless of the fact that they have two completely different professions, both men said, I make sure that I put my people first. I make sure that I care for those that I lead and I don't forget where I came from, and I want to make sure that I'm serving them well and helping them to grow and develop. I think that is so important. Serving in the community. You heard from both men how they serve in different capacities in the Travis Mannion Foundation for both of them, and then Dean and I working in the Colonel's Leadership Council. You can serve in your community. Travis Mannion Foundation might be the organization for you, but there's dozens, hundreds of other organizations that you can look at where you can serve in your community. You heard Jimmy talk about how he serves through his faith as a minister, and you've heard me talk about that a few times. Serving in the military, all three of us are veterans. And again, Jimmy's a Navy veteran. I won't hold that against him. But all of us serve in the military, and that's just another expression of how you can put other people first and sacrifice for the good of others. And then my favorite thing that I've heard from both men, we all have long-term marriages. And you heard from both of them that their wives have made such a difference in their life and helped them stay on the right track. And i got to tell you, I've been married for 23 years. My anniversary with my wife is coming up, and I'll have met her 26 years ago on April Fool's Day. And I cannot tell you how much she has influenced my life. So I could not agree with them more in this idea of enjoying the journey because it'll be over before you know it. So each week, I want to talk to you about how when you put good into the universe, good comes back to you. And this week, I want to just briefly talk to you about my mom. So I'm 44 years old, and this month, my mother is turning 70 years old. And my entire life, I heard her talk about how March is her birthday month, her birthday month, not just the birthday of March 18th, and not just the week of her birthday, but her birthday month. And so 
For 44 years, my mother has poured into me. She's spoken words of life into me. And I've told her on multiple occasions that she has been, quote unquote, the wind beneath my wings. Just giving me encouragement, inspiration, and as my wife calls it, fanning my flame. So I wanted to do something to give good back to her. So for her 70th birthday, her birthday month, I was able to find an organization called Days of Gifts. And on their website, they offered three, seven, and 12 gifts that you could receive in sequence. And so I placed an order with them, but in the order, I put a note that I would like to have the gifts extend for the entire month of March. I didn't really care what it cost, but I wanted to bless my mother with 31 days of gifts. So the owner of the company called me back. We had a couple of conversations, and that's exactly what happened. Now, did it require a significant wad of money to be able to do that? Yes, it did. Did it require some effort to be able to do that? Absolutely. But was it worth it? A hundred percent. Because when my mother got the gifts, it was two days in advance. I wanted to give her some suspense, and there were three large boxes. When she opened the boxes, she saw 31 gifts individually numbered and wrapped, and it brought her to tears. So ladies and gentlemen, what I want to say to you today is even if you can't think of any other way that you can serve, start with your family. Bless people in your family. Serve people that are in your family. For next week, I have got another two great guests. I've got the Honorable Ken Wong. He's a business owner. He's a CASA, which is a civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, and he also serves on multiple boards. I also will have the Rear Admiral, Kent Davis, retired. He's a retired senior military officer. He's the head of the Alabama Department of Veteran Affairs, and he has a long family history of service. I want to remind you that if you didn't have the chance to sign up on my website, please go to ReverendDrPaul.com. You can get the content from each show sent to you and an email notification completely free. Thank you so much for joining today. And the last thing I want to say to you, is always remember to ask yourself, no matter what situation you're in, how can I help? How can I help the people that I'm in this situation with? Thanks so much. See you next time. Feel